Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is the Runner's World Podcast. Welcome to the Runner's World Podcast with me, Rick Pearson, and me, Ben Hobson. This week, we're talking with comedian Tom Lucy about why he's running the London Marathon this year, and tech guru Kieran Alger will be popping in to give us a roundup of the latest, greatest running technology. I'm, I'm not very good at um, assessing how big uh, a challenge things are going to be, <laughs> so I'm, I'm also quite a big yes man, so I will just say yes to things without properly thinking through what, what it means. I've got two pieces that actually diverge quite nicely. They sort of show how tech, I think, can be used brilliantly and how tech can actually go a little bit awry. How was your weekend, Rick? Well, I was at the Big Half on Sunday. Oh, nice. Yeah, doing a bit of a half marathon. Um, Lovely weather for once, because historically the Big Half weather has been terrible. So there was like the Beast from the East in 2018. (laughs) Oh, the classic. The classic. 2019, um, wind so bad that... Do you remember this video that went around? Oh, yeah, the big... Was it Big... Ben the or guy with Big Ben. Right, yeah. and he got basically blown over. Sort of blown over at yeah. um, Canary Wharf. And uh, I think he made it round, but, you know, it was like, it was terrible. This, uh, yesterday, was, well, was was really good. Yeah, you were, the, the sun god did shine. Yeah. Spring is here, everyone. Spring's here. Uh, I was doing the, I was pacing the 140 wave. Oh, well done. Which was very nice. Lovely bunch of people in that. And, um, hey, I met a fan of the podcast as well. Oh, there is one. There's a guy called Michael <laughs> Dickinson out there. And he came up to me and said... Um, He'd been running in in the 140 where he didn't realise he said, uh, "Oh hi, is it Ben?" Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I said, no, 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 it's it's Rick. And he said, "Oh, okay." He looked a little bit disappointed. I'm sure. <laughs> I said he was a fan <laughs> of the Runners World podcast. I said, "That's very nice. I'll pass on your regards to Ben." As yes. Well. So fair play, Michael. He ran 139 something PB. What well a um, Mike. So fair play. What well a Michael. Um, That's excellent. Yeah. Well, ha- tell you what, we've got a lot to get through uh, this week, haven't we? Yeah, we've got some a great guest. Great guests. Some, some tech chat. Some tech chat. Which I always enjoy. And Kerry's back to give us the roundup of the weekly running. Oh, that's too much. But before all that, oh, okay. I've got a quick running question for you. Go. What's your favourite running fruit? What, a fruit that I would eat on the run? Yes. Banana. Okay, that's a good choice, but it's quite weighty, isn't it? I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I, I was taking flavour and nutritional benefit into sure. account yeah. rather than like... It's a legitimate choice. Cumbersome. <laughs> um... Oh, what a great question. Um, no, banana. Why? What's yeah, yours? I'm going to say, and I've had some bad experiences with this fruit as well, but oh, I no. think I think the date is good. <laughs> okay. Because it's like small. You can't take, but you need more than one. For sure. You need like a little handful, like four or five. But I reckon if you laid them out in a line, that would be the same as a banana. <laughs> Are you saying that I'd end up with the same amount of weight? Yeah. Maybe that's true. Stones. Yeah, you could well you uh-huh. could get pitted great. Um, right. pitted date, obviously. All right, fine. Yeah. Anyway, that's a fascinating question My for our listeners, God. isn't it? Well, that was a the humdinger Let of a start. Let us know. Podcast at runnersworld.co.uk. <laughs> what is your favourite running fruit? That will be the most emails we've ever received. <laughs> Guest of the week. Here in the studio. Guest of the week. Some 
sometimes on the phone Could be an athlete Could be a physio Or a complete unknown Tom Lucy has established himself as one of the most exciting new comedians around. He's also running the London Marathon this year in aid of Bernardo's and we're delighted to have him on the podcast to find out how his training's been going. So, Tom, just before you came in, uh, we were talking about uh, running fruits. Yeah. So, what's your what's your favourite running fruit? Do you have a favourite fruit to eat? Running fruit. Before or during Is that a, a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> or do you no, literally actual, mean fruit? Actual fruit, yeah, yeah. I've not heard of that before. No. This is this is the calibre of question <laughs> oh, right. you expect. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I've never I've never ran while eating a fruit before. Right. Maybe I should try. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, is that yeah. a big thing to do? Oh, ben was a big fan of the banana, but I thought it was quite heavy. Yeah. What, running while eating or before? Just much. Before. You can enjoy one on the Running run. while eating anything is quite it's, dangerous, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I went for the date because it's quite sort of pocket size, but like a lot of calories. Right. Yeah, 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 dates are good. One. Grapes would work as Grapes well. Would work. Raisins, that could work. Raisins, yeah. Raisins yeah. quite high in sugar as well, which is what you need. Yeah. What are those things that people like shoot into their mouth <laughs> like a tube? Oh, well, like a on, gel on the actual marathon. Yeah, yeah, like a gel that they like fire into their mouth. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, that's, sugar. Like, that's like an energy gel. It's yeah, just like yeah. sugar. Yeah, it's like sucrose or fructose. It's like the two. Those are your two sugary. Ah, you're so, you're so, te- you're so technical. Well, you know, sugar from sugar or sugar from fruit. Those are your, you <laughs> oh, know, okay, yeah. those are your Su- two things. Sucrose, sucrose or fructose. Or, yeah. Sugar. So and what's fructose. the best sugar? Let's end this here and then. What? what <laughs> let's settle this argument. What's golden the- syrup. Golden sugars. Golden syrup is the best sugar. I think if you got a gel of golden syrup, <laughs> yeah. everyone would be happy. Well, the latest one is it's a brand called Morton. Okay. With this, uh, I think they are Swedish or Danish, and yeah. they are what are they called? They got special. They called a hydro gel. Okay. I don't know all the science behind it, but okay. apparently <laughs> that's the one that yeah. like Mo Farah and Elliot Kipchoge. because it has all, all the highest quantity of carbohydrate in it right. per like mill. Really? So you're just like, yeah. Slamming it back. Yeah. Is this <laughs> what you're supposed to, this is what you're like supposed to be consuming while you're running? Yeah. yeah. Sugar pods and all that stuff. tubes yeah. of liquid. <laughs> yeah. And a banana. We can, we can sort you out of a few. It'd be a kind of, come yeah, I would love that. We'll I'm, not, I'm not at that stage yet with my <laughs> running. I just take a bottle of water with yeah, me. Yeah, well, maybe that's, that's right. Well, but you're, sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say, but you're doing the London Marathon. Yeah, I'm doing the London Marathon. I'm not, I should say, I'm not like, are you two are probably like proper runners. I'm not a proper runner. I'm someone who's doing the marathon uh, and training to do it, but That's I wouldn't, great, yeah. wouldn't call myself a runner. I'm sorry, but by default you are now. Does that make me a runner? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, or maybe yeah. I'm a runner. I'm You're, a runner. Yeah, well done. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah, comedian slash runner. <laughs> Take gels. <laughs> yeah, I'll get some gels. I'm, I'm getting quite into lycra. I'm, oh, going, yeah, I'm getting really into it. Yeah. So why did you decide to, to do the London Marathon then? Well, um, it was, <laughs> it's kind of, I'm, I'm not very good at, um, assessing how big uh, a challenge things are going to be <laughs> so i'm i'm also quite a big yes man so i will just say yes to things without properly thinking through what what it means yeah. so i've been uh an ambassador for bernardo's charity for a year two years maybe and then uh jack who's my friend who works at bernardo's said uh, oh what do you think about doing the london marathon this was like last september I think it was over the phone and I was doing something else at the time and I went, yeah, great, that sounds fun, without really thinking about it. And then, of course, these things get discussed and emails get put together and before you know it, you're signed up to some massive thing. Did you, like, have an idea of the distance? Like, because I've got Not friends who've really. gone, oh, no, I'll do a half marathon. Yeah. And then you, they go, that is 10, <laughs> yeah. 10 something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, no. the thing is that I know, I have friends who've done the London Marathon right. and they're not... Some of them are not in great shape, so I kind of assumed right. if they can do it, I <laughs> right. should be able to do it. it. But there's also this weird thing where 
I have some friends who don't look like they're in shape, but are in shape. Mm. And when I've been running with them, they just completely leave me for dead. But they don't look to look at them. You wouldn't think they were great runners. Yeah. yeah. You get, well, so, you, you get elites who have incredibly bizarre... Sort of running style. Running do you know what it is? It might be flying. to do with the fruit they're eating. Yeah. Yeah. I've just realised that might yeah. be what it is. Oh you, how many dates have you had before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has it been tricky to sort of fit training in around the life of a touring comedian? Uh, kind of. I mean, comedians are generally around during the day. Right. Because yeah. we work at night. So most days I'm kind of around. So it's been quite nice in that sense. But I also didn't... I kind of underestimated how time-consuming training for a marathon is because running like these big distances takes like two, three hours and in a day, that's quite a lot. That's basically <laughs> yeah. a whole morning. Yeah, right, yeah. So yeah. it's quite time-consuming. I don't know how you you guys fit. No, the same. Everyone, you, when you get into the, 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 especially now March and everyone who's, who's doing London, you're suddenly reaching the peak mileage that you're going to be sort of building up to. Right, right. And you do suddenly realise, wow, this is yeah. all of my time. Kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it's nice because there's a real... I live uh, just near Hyde Park and that's where I normally run. And there's kind of a nice uh, culture of like fitness in Hyde. There's a lot of people yeah. running. And when you get into the park and you're with loads of other people, it's quite it's quite easy to just yeah. stay motivated. Is that where you do most of your runs? Kind it? of, yeah. yeah I great. started doing... Uh, just on a treadmill because it was like December, January and it was freezing. Yeah. And then I got told very quickly by some people who know more about running that that's not actually... If you're doing a marathon, you need to be training outside yeah. mm. because you're, you're going to be running it outside. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it helps to do it outside. How did you find a treadmill, though? Easier, much easier on a treadmill. Yeah. Do you find that? Well, this is the, there's always a great like thing stigma with a treadmill. Everyone call it the dreadmill because they don't want to be. Oh, on, right. They don't want to be on oh, a I treadmill for like. A, but this is this is refreshing. Maybe yeah. it's just like, refreshing. Yeah. Maybe it's just like the consensus has just been absorbed and everyone believes that that's true. Where mm. in fact. Yeah. Well, I think it's just... so easy to stop when you're outside. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You just literally okay, yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah. But on a treadmill, it's a bit harder to stop. You're kind of slightly forced into carrying on. Yeah. So I think it's easier. Have, um, you, have you enjoyed it? Have you been uh, anything about running that sort of surprised you as someone who didn't run a lot before? Yeah, I have enjoyed it to be honest. I feel like it's uh, this is maybe like a really basic thing to say, but I, it it's made me feel like a lot more uh, kind of awake and mm. energetic, mm. and um, yeah, it's helped a lot with that. I think. Yeah, I, I always liked running before, but I would just run like two miles rather than yeah, right, right. ten. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a common misconception about running that it will, that it will knacker you out. I think it's an energizing thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and it's quite good for like clearing your head and yeah, uh, yeah. When you're sort of, I mean, trying to write something, some sort of comedy thing, and and then normally when you come back, you just you've thought of something during the run or yeah. I find it quite helpful for creativity and that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, um, so Paul Tonkinson, who was on the other week, comedian, he was saying that he. He kind of he he very much enjoys the switching off, yeah. So, and then he gets yeah. to a sweet spot of like about seven miles in, and then he might have some good ideas because his brain's like woken up. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind yeah. of that point, so he never goes out thinking, "I'm going to write great comedy on this no. run." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he kind of like has these moments <laughs> when your brain is obviously suddenly full of lovely like chemicals. Well, from... those guys um, record a podcast that's as right. they're yeah, running. Right, I mean, yeah. that is. I can't imagine you're out of breath and you're having to think about being funny and <laughs> well, that's really yeah. difficult. Yeah, it involves quite a high level of sort of base fitness, doesn't it? Yeah, like, true. Right, I can be funny and yeah. have enough breath to talk on the run. What was... do you listen to when you run? This is a big thing. 
Nothing. Music or podcasts or I I tend to listen nothing. to nothing. That's I used to listen to music quite a lot. That's amazing. Just, just like just nothing. Nothing. It kind of interrupts me. Really? Yeah. I like being. I just kind of like listening I'm, to the sound. Well, I actually just don't think of anything. I think that's the great thing about it. I just I am completely in a like a, zen, a completely like mist of just like there's nothing going on. That's kind people of, think it uh, must be like oh I'm so in like yeah in no I'm just like it's like dead air right and that's why i really enjoy <laughs> that's it that's quite nice yeah yeah you run into music Tom? kind of yeah but then i find on the longer runs music gets a bit boring yeah. so maybe i'll put a podcast on but then a podcast doesn't really motivate you yeah, to keep right. going yeah so it's kind of a mixture of two wait maybe we should if anyone's listening to this right now hmm. keep going yeah, <laughs> yeah people must listen to this <laughs> running, <laughs> don't they? yeah well yeah we've had a few people who listen to it on the run so yeah, well, it's nice go. yeah yeah, yeah great you're, you're currently talking with joel domit aren't you yeah right? yeah, yeah he's a runner as well right he is a runner he's just a big all-round fitness guy okay right and he's actually he does a thing called crossfit yes oh, yeah, yeah which is just like insane i don't <laughs> yeah. know if you've ever seen anyone do it but next su- well, this sunday actually he's taking me to a crossfit center and uh, we're going to do it together. And I've right. never done it before. I've seen like documentaries about yeah, people right, doing yeah. it. And it's like people swinging from poles and <laughs> chucking bricks around. And yeah. so I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's going to go too well. Um, but yeah, he's a big CrossFit guy. He's done the marathon before a few times. Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah. 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 Do you ever go running together? We've not been running together. I, I'll, I'll suggest that we do now. And yeah. I'll let you know how that goes. Okay. Yeah. But he's in like unbelievable shape. Right, I okay. mean, it's ridiculous. How like in shape, particularly for a comedian. <laughs> yeah, right. There are no comedians who are in that good shape. Um, do you think that's not? Do you think that will just change? That everyone will just suddenly realise that um, being a bit healthier is just kind of like. Well, yeah, a, it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely a better way to live, isn't it? Undeniably, yeah. but for comedy, it's funnier to be less <laughs> right. less in shape, which is kind of the curse of comedy. It's true. You don't really well. Uh, it's I don't know. I mean, you could have examples on both sides because Joel's obviously doing very well and he's in great shape. But if you look at most household name comedians, they're not in great shape. It's to do with like status and right. you kind mm. of want to be low status if you're right. making people laugh. And if you look amazing and you're in great shape, you, it puts you on a high yeah. status. So it's quite hard to laugh at someone who's high status. Yeah. There's all this like philosophy behind it. But anyway, that's kind of boring. Well, no, that's, I like this because there's big Hollywood stars who've completely changed, like mm. Jonah Hill yeah. uh, and those guys who've completely... Gervais was funnier when he was more overweight, I thought. Well, yeah. there you go. And then, <laughs> you know, and there's... um. The thing that I find weird about the Hollywood actors yeah. is it kind of seems like their job now is not to act. It's just to... Just to be incredibly... Be yeah. in gyms. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's true. Like, it's, do you know what I mean? I, it's saw, like... um, I saw a picture the other day of Ethan Serpley, the guy who was in My Name is Earl. Yeah, I haven't is, seen is that. Is that his name, Ethan? Could be. Oh, yeah, no, He's no. just a massive gym guy now. Yeah, well, they all the big yeah. actors are just like professionally ripped now. <laughs> it doesn't really matter how good you are acting. It's just like The Rock yeah, and Mark true. Wahlberg. Yeah. And it's just about being fit now. Yeah, and then you'll just get billions of dollars. Yeah, and then you just, who cares if you can act? <laughs> yeah. Have you had any injuries at all? Because I guess it's like your first marathon, a lot of people would be like, Hampered it on in some way by like no. Should I have had an injury? Maybe I'm not, not training no, hard enough. No, 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 that's brilliant. You may have a perfect running style and doing mm. everything great. No, what I have been doing is, uh, and this is really exposing me as a West London wanker. <laughs> I've been doing hot yoga mm. because it's kind of stretches you out, yeah, doesn't it? Right. After you run for a long yeah. time, and I really like that. I'm really getting into yoga, so <laughs> no, that, that, I think that's. I mean, that is genuinely one of the most. Um, 
complementary mm. like things you can do with running because running, yeah. running kind of tends to stiffen everything yeah because sure. everything's <laughs> under duress and tension and you're kind of like moving around and all that and yeah you um you know your neurological system and everything else nervous system kind of like builds up this whole thing and mm. then yoga's the opposite and just gives you time to just chill out yeah i really like yeah. it it's fun although the first time i did it i just fell asleep <laughs> 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 they just say like lie down on the mat and just get comfortable well, that means i think you're doing it really well yeah maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. that's what you're supposed to do but no i like it it does sort of uh stretch you out and you feel yeah. nice afterwards yeah has running found its way into any of your comedy no, not yet. I mean, there's a guy who I work with, who I write with, and he seems, like, very excited about the fact that we're going to get some funny stories out of this marathon, but yeah. so far, nothing. <laughs> Maybe something funny will happen on the day. Yeah, I think yeah. so. The day should be a good source yeah, of stories. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, I mean, I do constantly sort of live my life hoping funny things will happen. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm re- I'm excited about the day, though. I've heard mm. that the, the day is... So oh. much fun to be part of. Yeah. So you're raising money for Bernardo's doing it, right? Yeah. Is yeah. there a reason why you chose that charity? Yeah, well, I've wor- I've kind of worked with Bernardo's for a few years. Um, I met them because I did uh, a gig for them in Edinburgh at the festival. And uh, they asked me to host a big benefit thing they do every year. And then, um, yeah, and then I sort of did a few other bits for them. I did a big fundraiser last year at the Comedy Store. And uh, and they asked me to become one of their young ambassadors. It's just a nice thing to do. I mean, I think um, particularly in comedy, and it's a very kind of narcissistic world. Mm. It's kind of all about you, really. Yeah. And uh, it's quite nice to to sort of do something that's a bit more. Uh, you you feel slightly better about it afterwards. <laughs> right. Because it is a job that's very like it. It attracts egomaniacs. Right. So it's quite nice to to have something you do that you don't feel quite so guilty about. All the other egomaniac mo- times yeah, of your life. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And I've been to like visit um, a couple of the centres and and uh, yeah, they they do incredible stuff. Yeah. So it's a it's a really good cause to get behind. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, we wish you all the best of luck in yeah. the London Marathon. Yeah. Are you are you guys running it? Yeah, I'm going to be pacing the three forty. So I have a flag that like three forty five. Yeah. On it. So um, okay. Uh, and there's paces all the way. What, from, what's pacer? Oh, that's that's someone who is designated to run at a specific time. Oh, so if if I keep up with you, I'll be running it at three. Uh, three exactly. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. You're like the safety car in Formula One. Hundred percent. Yeah. And there's yeah. there's paces from three hours all the way to seven thirty, I think, or even eight hours. All oh, right. Yeah. So if I just run next to you for the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's quite a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> yeah. It's isn't actually, it? Yeah, don't it's don't quite follow lot. it. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't are you doing it? No, absolutely not. I don't okay. like marathons. Oh, right. Okay. No. okay. <laughs> yeah. More of a sprinter, would you say? Not really. It's just, it's just, just running, listening just, to nothing. Just running in my empty void. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all I want to do. Yeah. Tom, thanks very much for coming on the Run Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. We're talking tech, talking tech with Kieran Naga. Talking tech. He's an awesome ultra runner. Talking tech. Talking tech is very charming. Talking tech knows his polar from his garment. Talking tech. It's always a joy to say that we're being joined by Kieran Alga. It's always an absolute pleasure to be in here because well, I know you, that we both got... sound very excited. Because I, I know that there's some nerdy stuff coming. <laughs> yeah, and also Kieran's only wearing one shoe, which must mean something extraordinary. <laughs> something, something's something's alright. I've got something very special to talk to you about today. Great, and that is why I'm wearing one shoe, and I have another gadget that I'm going to hold up and wave at you so you can see exactly Incredible. what I'm talking about. And yeah, so basically, I I was wondering, you know, are we still talking about the tech of the Alpha Fly? 
and you know the gains, mm. or have we mm. moved on to? Is it time to move the conversation? Or carnitine? Oh, yeah. Let's go on one step further because <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about a couple of pieces of tech that arguably could enhance your performance in a different way, okay. but as much. Cool. And I've got two pieces that actually diverge quite nicely. They sort of show how tech, I think, can be used brilliantly and how tech can actually go a little bit awry. So the first piece of tech I wanted to talk to you about is the Nerve Smart Insoles. Yes. Now, like we've seen Smart Insoles before. They're not the first. There was an old set called Orion that have been out for a while. They're basically uh, a set of sensors in an insole that slides under your normal soles, attaches to a pod that's on the outside of your shoe that has a GPS tracker in. The sensors can do things like your um, analyze your strike rate, your kind of power, cadence, form, all of these kind of things, and then fire it to an app. And I've been testing those after the, over the last kind of month. These are new. They're from a UK company. And um, one of the key things that they are they aim to do is to optimize your pace. Okay. Right. right. So what you do is you strap these on, you go and set a benchmark run, and then let's say a mile, and then you can go back, and the Nerve app will tell you basically what you need to do to go a little bit quicker. So you can adjust your pace. And it will do that by saying, actually, in the run, in order to run 10 or 15 seconds quicker over that mile, you need to improve your stride length, your step length, Mm. and your cadence by a certain proportion. It will then speak to you over your headphones in order to real-time coach you to hit that pace. Right. That sounds great, doesn't it? It's like a virtual coach that lives in your shoe. It's like a virtual coach that lives in your shoe. It's a very fancy pedometer. It's It's also... Unfortunately, really, really, really naggy. <laughs> and this is where this is where I'm splitting these up because there are some things that I think they just fit seamlessly into your running yeah. and you can welcome in. And you guys know I, I love a bit of tech. I've got a shoe here with three sensors on them and I'm normally wearing four watches. Yeah. <laughs> but this, every 20 seconds, it will bark at you saying you're either not hitting the right cadence mm. or your stride length is too short right. or it's too long. Yeah. So I ran for actually over a two-mile benchmark run and in the 15 minutes that I ran that, Literally every 20 seconds, I had someone shouting at me, telling mm. me I wasn't doing it right. And over, after that, I got to the end of this with the experience of, you know, I was feeling this whole thing was entirely negative. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think, you know, I, I don't know how you f- you feel about this, but there's a big argument to say that we've seen this tried before and no one has yet managed to, to nail it. I don't know if you, have you guys ever tried anything like that. Yeah, the Orion ones. And and even that, that was sort of similar, wasn't it? It's always it too interruptive. No, it wasn't too interruptive. And the other thing with that was... The one thing that they sort of that that was differs unless because I've not used these ones, but that one was kind of more like injury prevention. The the ones were kind of like predictive muscle load, and they were kind of like saying, "Oh, you're loading up your quads too much, and so you need to change your biomechanics to do such and such." So that was kind of good from a point of view, but it's based on a based on biomechanical suggestions of like that's how you're running rather than there's no sensors on my quads telling me that that's what's actually happening yeah i mean and this is this is all based in in a lot of kind of biomechanics research they've got an awful lot of experts that have have put these souls together Mm. and actually that's the next feature there's the other big feature is something called running health and what that does is looks at over time at your cadence at your pronation at your balance how your left and and right are kind of hitting and, and what's going on there and also at your training load. And it tries to help you paint a picture of your overall running health right. on a nice little diagram that can show you if something is way out of whack and you can work on that. And again, this sounds really great in principle, but in practice, there are some real big gaps here. So training load is only done by the number of miles cumulative. There's no physiological input. Okay. Right. So I might have run 40 miles last week, but I might have run them all 
at 180 heart rate and that's going to be very different yeah. to my train to my injury risk than for sure doing it really slow right so there is there are some big gaps here as well and i it's such a strange thing i really salute the the principle and the idea of trying to help runners do something that you know we all struggle with which is avoid injury mm. um but again i feel like we're sort of missing the mark yeah it's reduced it down to just some key sort of data outputs and actually that's not that's not enough, really. Yeah, I feel like a, I feel like the role of the of a coach actually. And for two hundred, they're two hundred and fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. The soles will last for three to five sets of shoes in terms of their durability. Okay. okay. So if you run a forty mile a week, I think I've crunched the numbers and it works out. Even if you've, even if that's five pairs of shoes, that's around thirty six weeks. So you're replacing your soles quite often as well. And then I flip back and think, well, actually, scratch my head. Should I just get a coach? Mm. Or should I just go out and try and? You know, there are other things outside of cadence and stride length, like working on my strength running doing hill reps that you can do anyway that you could do anyway that are going to improve those things mm. it also has no measure of cardio performance so it doesn't take into account your aerobic capacity so it doesn't matter how long or sorry it doesn't matter how kind of ambitious you are to run a kind of five thirty minute mile if you haven't got the base level fitness yeah. you're not going to be able to hold the form for that got yeah. it so there's, right. so there's a few there's a few big gaps in it and i i really i, I really desperately want someone to be able to produce something yeah. that i finally slip into my shoes that work. I think the Under Armour shoes, yeah, the Under Armour Hover Connected range, get near that because they're very simple in what they do. There's a few metrics, and you know the tech is built into the shoes. They're not at an extra cost, and you get that. The Stride Foot Pod, I think, arguably has a lot more rich features than than these. But it's it's kind of one to watch. They're, I'm told yeah. they're going to develop. It's more yeah. like it's almost like what needs is the extra tiers of connectivity. So it's kind of like these foot the footbeds will serve a purpose in terms of the metrics that you're getting via your feet and then it needs to relate to as you say like the aerobic side of stuff needs to come from uh, you know it's, it's, if you go onto a treadmill and you do a vo2 you know you've got a mask and you've got all this sort of stuff and it kind of like for those to be as effective as possible it needs all the all the elements to feature in yeah and and, and maybe it will come you know and i also mm. just think there's got to be something about it still has to be fun you've only got a certain yeah. amount of time and i'll come to this with the next the next product but you've only have a certain amount of time and a certain amount of money to invest in your running right? yeah so if you have to go out and if you're running something, it doesn't feel like it's being effective or it's actually just making the whole experience a little bit negative. That's not really why we all do it, is it? I mean, no, I agree. Yeah, if you're getting someone telling you you're doing it wrong every 20 seconds, that's the kind <laughs> well, of a coach the, will do that. Like, like <laughs> the, the, the sort of mental health de-stressing element yeah, yeah. of running that we all that we all you know love is. That's out the window, isn't it? If you've just got someone telling you you're doing it wrong every 20 seconds. The other day, I was a very cross man after that team. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't happy. I've run a sub free marathon, don't you know? Shouting at your shoes. shoes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so by contrast, there's another product, which mm. is it's quite niche. And, a, and I would say most runners are not going to need to do this or probably want to do this. Right. But I think it's very interesting. It's called the AeroFit. Mm. And it is a digital breathing trainer. Now I'm holding it up. It's basically got a mouthpiece that looks a bit like a scuba mouthpiece. Yes, and this... then and then a, a pod on the front which has some controls which restrict the the air in and out when you're right. breathing. So it puts a bit of resistance. Okay, and you can change the setting. It basically looks like James Bond has just dived into a river f- after being chased by bad guys, and he's pulled something out of his pocket which allows him to breathe underwater. <laughs> it's exactly that. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> That's what it feels like when I put it in as well. Yeah, good and. And it, it pairs with an app, and then it takes you through a load of guided training programs that can improve your lung capacity. They can help with your maximal um, inhalation and, and exhalation pressure. So I, it makes you breathe more powerfully in and out. And there's a whole different, you can, there's lots of different programs that target 
different things. So if you want to improve improve your anaerobic threshold, there are some targeted programs, and you only have to use it for ten minutes a day. Right. Now they've they've done some research, and there's other research outside of this about the power of kind of doing breathing work that rings true, and you can potentially get a fifteen percent performance wow. improvement wow. from improving your your breathing, basically your lung capacity, and all of those measures. Is it capacity or is it your your strength of your diaphragm? Well, it's it's actually doing both because right. you're getting that resistance. And f- here's an example of how you'll you'll do it. You'll go through a, a series of um, rotations. So basically, you you will exhale, mm-hmm. empty your lungs, inhale passively, so that's your muscles working, and then inhale normally. And then go through that again, and you hold at different points. And it's basically it is it's training the muscle system to mean that you can become a more efficient breather. Yeah, yeah. and it's really easy. It's really easy. It's a bit weird when you're sat home with it doing it. Yeah, but then you think but like it's, if it's, like, running's a heart and lungs game, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Really. So and like, I, I did something <clears throat> for uh, men's health once, which was with one of those uh, masks. Mm. So that looks to begin with that looks way better than one of those because that mask you strapped over your face yeah and it was about restricted airflow and they were all like they were called like altitude masks which is nonsense because mm. you can't alter the like the the construct the, the, how the air is yeah unless you are at altitude it's all about restrictive flow which makes your diaphragm work harder so that's what this is all about right yeah yeah, yeah. in a sense there's also there's other breathing work in there which can be for you know, for mindfulness and, and slowing yourself down and getting and getting rest and actually from recovering after you've done runs and all of that stuff is built in. But the programs are super easy to follow. There's like 20 sessions and you just go through them day day by day. And then you can do a lung test, which will show you how you've improved. So in my tests, I, I initially, I had a lung capacity, which was really, really low, actually, for my average age. It was like 50, it was, yeah, something like 50% below the norm for my age and my my profile and i've already put up an extra liter in lung capacity in two weeks wow my both my my in and out were also really low and i haven't i'm starting to improve those but sort of 40 percent and 50 percent. there's a huge opportunity for me to do something big that yeah. might might actually be better than buying a pair of shoes or yeah or yeah smart insoles how much is it and it's 211 pounds right and the other thing about this is actually we all if you benefit outside of running as well breathing better is a good thing that we can yeah <laughs> true so we could all we could all have some of that as well what, so, what's the sort of durability like or the longevity of it I, it's it's absolutely fine you get a couple of mouthpieces as well so you can you can have yeah. one that you wash it's very saliva inducing dribbly <laughs> 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 so at the end when you, put you don't it want out, to share it do you, you just, want to share it yeah. it's a lot of, but i think i think just a, it's fun it's really portable and it's just an example of something that if you've got a bit of money to spend and you wanted to do something cool, yeah. it's so simple to adopt it as a habit in your life. Yeah, it's cheaper than our Alpha Fly. So there you go. And that's that's my that was my last sort of month in two pieces of tech. One very happy, one very frustrated. Yeah, thanks very much, Kieran. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, I want to give that a go. The breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if we can get hold of one. All right, we can do some. We can test it. Hey, let's have a race for bigger lungs. <laughs> I should have. I should have brought the spare mouthpiece, and we could have done a <laughs> real life lung test here. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, thanks so much for coming in. No worries. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. His fingers on a button, his ears to the ground. He's done a bit of googling and he's had a nose around. He's a detective wearing running shoes. Carry McCarthy and his weekly running news. Kerry McCarthy, welcome back to the Runswell Podcast. Good afternoon, my fellow podcasters. Before what? we go any further, favourite running fruit. Oh, yeah. Oh, favourite running, you mean to eat on the run? Yeah. Oh, God. Ding, ding, I don't know. Ding, dragon ding. fruit. Oh, oh curveball smash. Absolute curveball. Right, well, fine. Stop. News. What have you got for us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere further to go let's, with that, is there? We've already talked about this too much. Okay. So, news. This weekend, you've talked about the big half, haven't you, already? A little, you a little guys bit, on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so, in stark contrast to uh, a race in a capital city that was well populated yeah. by spectators and participants alike, to another big race that was anything but Tokyo Marathon was this weekend. And uh, if you're listening to this, you may well have had a place and be thinking, sod you guys, you have to bring that up again. <laughs> but yes, we do. It took place to basically very little fanfare. The coronavirus put paid to the um, to the mass participation of people. So they just had, and of course, a couple of hundred participants, which was the elite athletes and wheelchair uh, athletes as well. Mm. They even... Uh, had uh, they vastly reduced the number of spectators and those that were there uh, sorry not spectators volunteers right and those that were there were sort of covered in masks and all, all the rest of it yeah um so it was quite an eerie experience i mean if you go on any kind of the news sites you know including on com slash uk there are pictures of just elite Empty. runners running past these kind of like metal hoardings where normally they'd be six deep and there's nothing Imagine what that was like. But, I mean, it's probably very sensible. There have been, I think the latest figure is 256 cases of coronavirus in, in Japan and six deaths are the, are the current stats, which I looked up just before I came here. Um, they estimate that there were probably 20% of the number of spectators out watching the race. So basically, they told everybody to stay at home, but obviously a certain number of people thought they'd go out anyway. Um, it's, it's hopefully not, but it's maybe a little precursor to, to what might happen at the London Marathon this year. Um, yeah. I mean, our like, understanding is that they're they're kind of keeping an eye on yeah, it. And the, the the statement from those guys was they're obviously just monitoring the situation like everyone else is. I mean, at the weekend, a Paris half marathon was cancelled very last minute actually, which is, mm. is a strange move. But still, they they cancelled that, and um, other races have have been cancelled. So you've you've kind of got to put a slight sort of thought in in your head about whether or not London or will take place i really do hope it does um but yeah you never know well i mean the schools in japan have been shut um the football league the j league that's been postponed until the middle of this month i think um the olympic relay torch relay which obviously goes on for months that's due to start at the end of this month i think and they've kind of 
They've scaled it back, but they're keeping an eye on it. Well, there's um, the Olympics as well, isn't there? Yeah, the Olympics. That's end of July, the 24th of July to mm. 9th of August, I think. That's. Mm. I mean, we just have to get your fingers. Yeah. Past How many cases did you say there were? 256. So we've only deaths. had like I think of, as of this morning when I actually we talked about this 14 cases in the UK. So we're talking about something like that, I think. Yeah. So you know, it's it, there's a there's a big a significant difference. Significant it? difference yeah. in terms of like volume of cases, which warrants this amount of it yeah but it's i mean they kind of what they're saying is now that the people who hadn't visited any of those you know the affected countries are now picking it up from people who've come back right. so it's kind of metastasizing and spreading and they expect mm. it to be yep even though it's not deadly for a lot of people they're expecting it to become the sort of pandemic yeah that we all think um but yeah one to keep an eye on for mm. sure yeah um from there on to a subject that we've talked about before on the podcast, which is which is planking. Oh yeah, I was going to do some riff about calling you two massive planks, but <laughs> yeah, too obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just to make you gym goers feel uh, uh, a little bad about yourselves, if you're thinking you can hold a plank for 45 seconds and that's pretty good, there is a 62-year-old former Marine uh, from America called George Hood who broke the world planking record with a time of eight hours. 15 minutes and 15 seconds. I mean, it's week. just unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, I'm not suggesting you didn't do it, but like, it's just, I just don't get that. Like, like you say, like a minute, you're kind of feeling it after a minute, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, there is an explanation. So what I find brilliant about this is that he had the world record in 2011 right. with a paltry one hour and 20 minutes. Then five years later in 2016, a Chinese police officer, whose name I shan't attempt to pronounce, yeah. Um, came along and obliterated him with eight hours and one minute. Wow. And since the Chinese police officers did that, good old George has thought, Wait. better up my game a bit. <laughs> yeah. And here's, uh, here's what he's been doing to train for it. He has been doing, bearing in mind, retired, 62 years old, yeah. although you wouldn't know it to look at him. He's obviously, he's like Dolph Lundgren with wrinkles. <laughs> um, 700 push-ups a day, 2,000 sit-ups in sets of 100, 500 leg squats a day, for upper body and the arms, I do approximately 300 arm curls a day. He uses loud rock music to help push through the pain, apparently. Oh my God, he sounds God, that's, that's, intense. That's hours, isn't it? Sounds that's like an intense hours. Hours. Yeah. hours, yeah. Not surprisingly, now having added 14 minutes to the record, he's, he's now announced his retirement from planking world record attempts. Fair enough. But they had to attach a catheter to him. They were feeding him gels. That's, uh, that's rank. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Some, some records I don't think are worth chasing. Fair play to him. Fair play to him. I but say. you know what? You know we're always banging on about core strength for runners. It really is. Yeah, you know, but there's a there's a, a legit study out there that says that doing more than a minute isn't actually that beneficial, and you need to be doing. Um, I think it's quality, need, not quantity. Yeah, isn't it's quality. Yeah. Someone to... better tell George. <laughs> well, fine. All right. Well, that's good. Well done, George. Yeah. Well done, George. Uh, and finally, it's just I wanted to have a bit of a conversation about running shoes because that's hmm. something that we don't talk about enough. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> rarely. Um, it, I was put in mind of this by uh, a press release I received from Asics, which is now no longer under embargo. They've just released a new shoe called the Nova Blast. And uh, when I read the release, it's kind of light on sort of technical details. Normally, as we know, you get these through and they've broken down the shoe into every single part and they're, they're mm, picking yeah. up everything. They haven't really done that with this. All they've said is that it has their kind of their new flight flown flight foam midsole cushioning which is very light very bouncy but what they have said it's part of uh it's a shoe for a new younger generation of runners who don't just look for a great performance from a shoe but also a sense of fun that makes them feel great and enhance their love of running okay so this is actually targeted at sort of 
I would imagine because they put in the release. Yes, and you know it's reasonably sort of like fun and in inverted commas colorway. Yeah. But it's kind of it's light on the technical stuff and and big on the you know it says it takes its inspiration from a trampoline all that kind of language. Right. So everything suggests they're, they're kind of going for the younger market here. Mm. This is not the first time, obviously, a brand have done that. Most of the brands at one time or another have gone, let's go for the Ute. Mm. Yeah. My question is, does it work? Should they bother? I don't know. Like the uptake in Junior Parkrun would probably suggest that there is like there's a market for it. There's a market for it, right? So there's that straight away is kind of like quantifiable. If you're in the boardroom and you're trying to pitch why you should be making June, mm. like, come on, we should make shoes for everyone, including kids. Well, why? Well, junior park runs now a thing. All right, cool. That's a good reason. Mm. But yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of just think that, I mean, kids just run around in whatever they've got on. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I know that Brooks do uh, a kid's range of shoes. I mean, this shoe that I'm talking about from Asics, it says a younger generation. It does obviously still mean adults. It just means, right. you know, as far as I can gather, sort of late teens, early 20s, okay. stuff like that. Millennials. Okay. Right. Um, not children. And even the Brooks range, that you know, the shoes are still like 45, 50 quid. Are you going to buy a 45, 50 quid pair of shoes for your kid? You're probably not. Um, like you say, they're going to run around or whatever. They're kind of going to have just as much fun. They're not like, oh, I wonder what my grand contact time is. Mm. <laughs> Well, it's um, like you can get garments for like, Mummy, why can't I have a chip you know, in the heel of my shoe? Garments and Fitbits for kids, all with like Disney le- like bands yeah, on and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, do, that's do, true. I do like the idea of, um, and not to sort of bang the barefoot drum here, but, oh, you, know, the, but you know the kind of the Vivo barefoot style shoe that is like ergonomically like yeah. foot shaped and doesn't kind of in any way like change the shape of a child's foot. Yeah. I think there's a place for yeah. those shoes. Seb's got some. Yeah. Yeah. My son's got some. He runs around in those, but he also runs around in a pair of ten-pound Nike shoes that we bought at the outlet. So you know, it's mm. it, it, you. You do your. You definitely have these conscientious moments where you're just like, "This is, this is absolutely." But then kids are also incredibly fickle. So when we say to him, <laughs> "Which shoes do you want to wear?" He goes, "I want my blue ones." Right. Yeah, and he's not bothered about <laughs> yeah. like the stack height. No, he's not, <laughs> and whether he's, or not they've got flight foam. He's not looking blue at his. Uh, I want my blue ones. <laughs> his Fisher Price schedule pinned to the fridge. He's like our oh, tempo today. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I'll have the Kimbaras, please, Dad. <laughs> Someone was talking about like, say, the de-stressing elements of running. That could be great for like kids in high school who are like getting stressed out about GCSEs, or obviously all like the increased um, focus on mental health. I think yeah. like. Selling in running to, to teenage kids would be great. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure no, that, they, that it's shoe dependent. No, and you're also yeah. taking into account how, how in, in, incredibly important it is to be cool. Yeah. And, and that doesn't... That doesn't you, think, you don't think the Vivos are doing that? Well, it just doesn't, I mean, you just, they're just kid, like teens, say, if we're talking about that level of <clears throat> like involvement from a teen point of view. No one's going to be going, oh... Those are really lovely looking functional ASICs that you've got on. <laughs> yeah. What are you wearing? All black Nikes. Yeah. Done. Like that's kind of, I feel like there's a lot of that kind of. Yeah, some status. Yeah. yeah. The coolness of it means that you've got to be really into running to want to, to take a social hit in wearing your actual performance running shoes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you there think? Yeah, that was it. That was, my, that was my music. Well, maybe, all right. very, very, uh, very interesting. Maybe Thank we need a, like a, a third kind of jingle for me kind of like Carrie's rant <laughs> Carrie's mm. news Carrie's mu- confused Carrie mm. confused something kind of sort of, Carrie yeah something kind of mysterious and haunting <laughs> leave it with me thanks <laughs> okay thanks a lot for coming on cheers guys speak thanks, to you next week so that brings us to the end of this week's Run As Well podcast a big thanks to our guests Tom Lucy and Kieran Alger and to you of course for listening the Runners World podcast was recorded at Number 8 Studios in Soho and is available on Acast, iTunes and all your favourite podcast apps. If you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a review and remember to tune in next week. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 